There are those who will disagree with me, who feel that to do anything other than bury or cremate the dead is disrespectful. This includes, I suspect, writing about them. Many people will find this book disrespectful. There is nothing amusing about being dead, they will say. Ah, but there is. Being dead is absurd. It's the silliest situation you'll find yourself in. Your limbs are floppy and uncooperative. Your mouth hangs open. Being dead is unsightly and stinky and embarrassing. And there's not a damn thing to be done about it. We're doing fine. I'm doing fine. Welcome to We're Doing Fine, book club edition. He's Robbie. And she's Lisa. And this month, we read Stiff, and then there's a big subtitle underneath it that I can't remember. The Curious Lives Roach. of Human Cadavers. <gasps> By Mary Roach. <laughs> <laughs> I quite so, enjoyed it. Yes, me too. It was our I first really enjoyed it. First non-fiction, all about dead bodies. It wasn't the grim tale that I was expecting for Halloween, but I liked that. I liked that it wasn't what I was expecting. I didn't expect it to be as funny yeah. as it was. That was surreal. <laughs> I know, when I was like, Robbie, let's read this book about dead bodies. Yeah, <laughs> but I guess you were happy because you don't like scary things. Yes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so th- this worked out well for you. It really did. Yeah. So if you haven't, there's not much to synopsize, I guess. Like, if you haven't read it, essentially, Mary Roach is a journalist Mm -hmm. who travelled across the UK and spoke to scientists and um, morticians and, um, like, students of anatomy and just discussed with them what they do with dead bodies how they get them, yep. and why they do what they do. Well, she and really traveled really... across the world. She went to a lot of oh, yeah. different places. This is true. Yeah, I forgot what she went. I can't remember where she went, but she went to the, um, she went somewhere that had a fabled crematorium that it was said that somebody had <laughs> chopped up the, uh, bo- no, no, yeah, chopped the up butts. a body and fed it to th- their neighbor or something. Yeah, they made dumplings out of the butts. Yeah, and then, when she went to the crematorium <laughs> with a translator and she said all this and the translator repeated it. And this woman was like, I have never heard of this story. And it turns out like <laughs> nobody in the area had heard of this story. And I just love the idea that some kid in America is going, oh. yeah. <laughs> They spend a lot of time in San Francisco, you know, yeah. at UCSF and the, you know, with the actual like students who are using in the cadaver labs and then, also, they did um, a lot of time in the, more, what, what is it called? My brain is all blank. I'm blaming Mortuary? COVID. Yeah, that one, sure. <laughs> Mortuary. <laughs> Where they fix up the dead bodies and make them look pretty. Embalming as well. Ooh. Embalming, oh. yes. Yeah. I've got so many questions for you after this. Oh, me? <laughs> Literally, yeah, yeah. All right. <laughs> so if you haven't read the book yet, then there will be some spoilers. Like, it's not going to be, like, our normal episode where we talk about a lot of plot. Yeah. Because it's sort of each chapter is its sort of own little... It's like an anthology of dead body stories. Yeah. Um, Not even stories, but, like, discussions. But um, we are going to talk a lot about what Mary Roach said in the book. So if you've not read it and you think, holy fuck, that sounds incredible, pause us right here, 
go and read the book or listen to the audible that's what i did mm-hmm. and then come back and join us for the discussion yes. um though i so, highly recommend reading the book because you missed out on some fantastic footnotes I know you mentioned this and I was like, oh my God. And then you sent me a picture of one of the footnotes and I was like, I'm missing like a whole other book. (laughs) Can I read some of my favorite footnotes? I've tagged them. Absolutely. Yes. So, because I find the footnotes, like even in the sections that aren't quite as funny, are hilarious. (laughs) Um, These are some of my favorites. This one is about the x-ray video camera. Um, other lively things to do with x-ray video cameras. At Cornell University, biomechanics researcher Diane Kelly has filmed lab rats mating in x-ray to order, <laughs> in order to shed light on the possible role of the penis bone. Humans do not have pe- penis bones, nor have they, to the author's knowledge, been captured having sex on x-ray videotape. They have, however, been filmed having sex inside an MRI tube by fun-loving physiologists at the University Hospital in Groningen, Netherlands. The researchers have concluded that during intercourse in the missionary position, the penis has the shape of a boomerang. Oh! (laughs) Ah! I didn't need that information in my life! (laughs) Another favorite. Um, Here's a secret to surviving one of these crashes. This is during the plane crash chapter. Ah, yes. Mm -hmm. Be male. In 1970, Civil Aeromedical Institute study of three crashes involving emergency evacuations, the most prominent factor influencing survival was gender, followed closely by proximity to exit. Adult males were by far most likely to get out alive. Why? Presumably because they pushed everyone else out of the way. That does sound like adult males. Yep. Yep. And then one last good one. Um, This one was during a discussion of DeMaio and... They were discussing um, the use of animal cada- cadaver parts instead of human ana- you know, human cadaver parts. Um, mm-hmm. I did not ask DeMaio about sheep and the purported similarities of proportions of, the, of their reproductive anatomy to that of the human female, lest she be forced to draw conclusions about the similarity of my intellect and manners to that of, I don't know, bull weevil. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'm sad I missed those. They were so fun. Oh, well, I still enjoyed it. It was read by the same woman, I believe. I'm not entirely certain, and I've just not cared enough to look. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure it was. Like, I'm pretty sure it was narrated by the same woman that narrated the haunting of Hill House. Oh, so that was that, quite interesting. Maybe we'll just have to do an October tradition of books narrated yeah. by her. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Absolutely. Beautiful. Yeah. Okay, so two questions. Yes. Um, first of all, my friend Jenny in Cardiff, she loved this book Yay. for a book club. So she um she messaged me like weeks ago. She was very quick at this, um, with some questions. So we'll start with them because I love Jenny. Absolutely. Thank you, Jenny. Um I'm hoping I can convince Jenny to be a guest on our regular show because <gasps> oh, be she's She's going to be visiting me sometime soon, so I'm just going to make her, basically. Be like, <laughs> a captive guest. That's the rules. <laughs> so Jenny's first question was, what did you think of the writing style? I listened to it on Audible, and I know it's non-fiction, but I found it quite difficult to keep paying attention and following along, kind of like listening to a lecture with no slides. <laughs> and I have, I have to say, I do agree. Like It was really difficult on the bus. I would mm. lose track of listening 
And not because it wasn't disinterested or anything, but because there's no, like as I said, there's no solid plotline, there's no main characters. Yeah. So it's very difficult to stay engaged and sort of, not even engaged, because it is very engaging. It's hard to stay um, like, it's grounded. It's on top of it. There's a it. lot of names of like researchers yeah. and things and like, yeah. and if it's you miss a name- fact, that's important. Exactly, yeah. So it's like it. I I agree. It was very difficult to 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 stay keyed in and focus in. That was difficult. Yeah. What? How did you find reading it? Because you read the book. Um. So I actually read the book up until I caught COVID two weeks ago, and <gasps> then course, I started yes. listening to the audiobook because reading made me dizzy. Um. <laughs> ah. ah. Weird. Um. <laughs> but I. I found it harder on to l- listen to the audiobook. Um maybe because I knew I was missing out on the on the um very footnotes. funny footnotes. Um yeah. but also I think the subject matters of the last few chapters were harder for me to listen to. I personally get very squipped out by cannibalism and I was not a fan. <laughs> so <laughs> Like those ones, I was just like mm, 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 the entire time listening to them. I was just like, I don't know, no. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's just that a personal is. thing. Not a fan of cannibalism. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, on the other hand, I'm a big fan of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know what it was. Like the first time I read about the, we were taught about the Donner Party during California history. I was just like, no, mm, no. <laughs> like I just remember being seven and being like told like, yes, and this survivor remembers, you know, she broke down in the middle of class one day and she was like, I just can't get the idea of being served a piece of my mother out of my head. And I'm like, ah! Oh, no. Yeah. No. So, not a no. fan of cannibalism. <laughs> Noted. Noted. Right, moving softly on so Lisa doesn't have any more flashbacks. <laughs> Jenny had one other question, which was, what was your favourite experiment and which made you feel most queasy? For her, the most queasy one was the head transplants. That was a weird one. Um, mm-hmm. For me, it was the cannibalism, obviously. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, I think my favourite experiment, I was super interested during like the car crash test and like yeah. just hearing about like, those kinds of experiments that save lives later on. Yeah. How about you? Um, I was going to say same, but honestly, it's not. <laughs> I did really love that. I loved hearing about how useful bodies can be because mm-hmm. it's not something I've ever actually thought about. Yeah. Like, I've, ne- I've never thought about it before. Like, when I thought, you know, being donated to science, I, you know, assumed being cut up and having a quick look at your heart and then yeah. chucking you the bin. But I never considered the whole aspect of being cut into different bits. And, you know, like, a favourite bit was when the there was a a, a, a medical student um, working with a severed head. Okay. And, uh, and the narrator, like Mary Roach had written, I guess, um, that before they had received it, the head had just gotten a nose job. Oh, yeah. And fillers. You. And I was just like... <laughs> Like, there's just so many uses. It's such a versatile thing. (laughs) (laughs) We could train, like, a whole generation of medical students with one cadaver. Right? Well, I mean, I did have a friend who did do a cadaver lab because she is a um, physical therapist. And their entire class just used one cadaver for the entire semester. Um, So, like, they were all in the anatomy lab 
using this one cadaver and like, you know, learning from one donated body. That's mad. That is so cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but my favorite, my favorite one, I can't stop thinking about it. I've told everyone about <laughs> it, is the freeze drying and composting oh, bodies. Yeah. I just find that so fascinating. Yeah, it's wild. Like, and like, I, I don't know, like freeze drying a body using ultrasound to break it up into pieces. Yeah. <laughs> And then growing a fucking tree with it. Mm-hmm. It's just the coolest way I can think of to go. Yeah, no, that definitely is one of the coolest things. That or like using the ashes and like making them into diamonds, which is like, it wasn't mentioned in this book, I think. and But it's definitely something that I've heard of. And I'm like, that's yeah. cool. Like, imagine yeah. you're like, this is your mother. This is my <laughs> mother's ring. I mean, it's my mother. <laughs> yeah, she never owned it. I made it out of her. Yeah. <laughs> the metal is her bones. Oh gosh. <laughs> oh gosh. Oh gosh. Um, um, so yeah, I really love that. But made you the most queasy. I think I'd have to agree. The head transplant. It really fucked me up. Yeah. Like I don't like. I guess because I'd never thought of it in as much detail. But like. First of all, I never considered that they would be quadriplegics. Yeah, me neither. That that really fucked me up when I realized I because I was at that point I was like, okay, so what's the fucking point? Yeah, like not <laughs> to not be that alive. Quadriple- not yeah, and not that quadriplegic people don't have a life, obviously. Um, and I'm not trying to say anything to besmirch their way of life, but if you're doing a head transplant to try and extend your own life, is it really that worth it? Yeah. Like, if you've lived a full life, are you then going to be like, right, round two, but with no limbs? I mean, you're definitely playing life on hard mode then. Yeah. But, like, it is an extremely, obviously, as she was stating, it's such an extremely, like, expensive and, like, procedure, first of all. And then you're using an entire cadaver when that cadaver could potentially save exactly, three other yeah. lives. Like, how unethical is that? Yeah. Like, it just freaks me out. Because there's what? She said, like, 80,000, probably more, like, 800,000 people on, like, the the list to get hearts yeah. or livers and this, or and kidneys. This, and this book was written in 2003, so it's probably double that now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it really fucked me up. And then also, like, when the guys hundreds of years ago were doing it with beheaded, with, like, severed heads from executions. Oh, yeah, gross. <laughs> Imagine just waking up as a head. I mean, I don't think it worked that long ago, but... What? No, it did. Do you not remember the, like, the the guy, the executionist, the execution... Oh, fuck me. The beheaded guy, Mm -hmm. they took him and they pumped him full of dogs, live dog's blood. Oh, yeah. And then oxygenized human blood. Yeah. And the guy, like, his eyes opened and his mouth opened and his eyes were moving it's so and like, up. obviously, it's like speculation as yeah. to whether he was coherent at the time. But fuck me, that is my worst nightmare. Right. I mean, speaking like, of unethical procedures, uh, right? Oh, it or like me up even so those monkeys. Like, I just felt bad for just the monkeys. I was like, that's yeah. fucked up. Yeah. Oh, I loved it. I, I mean, I didn't love it, but it was quite witty when Mary Oates was like, who knows if the guy with the severed head was aware of what happened? Hopefully, mm-hmm. he wasn't because that's grim. Uh, but as for the dog, he just died watching his blood get pumped into a severed head. Right? How shit is that? That was like a fucking... Like, that just the whole thing was just shit. 
Yeah. Oh, and another one that made me queasy purely for the like, <laughs> why the fuck was um the the church guy that like used human bodies to find oh. out if like yeah the 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 wrap that Jesus the was rolled in or the yeah yeah like what the fuck that really pissed me off. Yeah, I'm like, those were useful bodies. Useful bodies. They could have practiced nose jobs on them. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows where cosmetic surgery would be if hundreds of years, years ago, or like a hundred years ago, that man had given those bodies to science instead of wrapping them up in a cloth to see where the blood lay. I do agree with uh, Mary Roach that if I do donate my body, that is one experiment I would not be okay yeah, with. Yeah, that's... The one experiment, like I'd I mean, be like, do whatever you want. I don't think I'd want my body used for, but <laughs> like a head yeah, transplant. Oh yeah. I'm sure she made that joke as well. My first thought went to necrophilia, and then I realized she was talking about like science experiments, and I was like, "Yeah, that one's not a science experiment." That's <laughs> not. <laughs> <laughs> we know a lot of what we we know the science of that one. Yeah. <gasps> Did you ever hear? Right, sorry, this is like quickly going <laughs> off topic, but I heard a story about a woman in America. That um she was a like she worked in a mortuary and she slept with a old man that had died um she like sat on his erect penis oh, and no. fucked him but he ejaculated <gasps> inside of her and she got pregnant and now um and then so but obviously she went to prison because they had to find out that she fucked a dead body oh my god but now from but then. At, the reason I heard about it was because from prison she was suing his estate for child benefit. That's so fucked up. But also it's so American. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like that. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. So, you know, yeah, just sleep well knowing that story because I think about it. What's the phrase that the young people are using now? It lives in my head rent free. <laughs> that story really? yes it does like literally randomly halfway through an eight-hour shift i'll just be like but mind that woman that fucked the dead guy got pregnant <laughs> and went to jail and then sued his family for child support all right well obviously this question Sorry. doesn't apply to us but i'm gonna move <laughs> swiftly on this question's from please danny do. thank please you danny do. mary roach remarks that death makes us helplessly polite why do you think that is um obviously <laughs> <Yeah>. we're past that <laughs> we, we're so past that yeah um, maybe yeah. it's because we read the book um yeah honestly i think it's because i'm wearing eyeliner right now i'm just a whole new just, level of sassy yes i'm feeling it, it i'm feeling it um fyi for anyone listening that's like why the fuck do you wear an eyeliner i'm practicing putting eyeliner on you for do a not have to tomorrow. have a reason to wear eyeliner no i don't but like it's a weird thing that no, i'm it's doing not. like no it's weird it's for me different for you yeah yeah, that uh, weird and different. I'm using it in the same kind of context. Okay. Um, but good for me for calling it out because different isn't weird. Yes. Hey. Um, yeah, why? I, uh, it's like that yeah. whole, like, don't speak ill of the de dead. And I'm like, okay, but that dead was a war criminal. So I'm going to speak yeah. ill of him. Yeah. Um, it's only because I have just saw the film Dear Evan Hansen, but it makes me think of the song um, Requiem, where the sister is basically like, everyone expects me to be really upset and grieve over my dead brother, but he was a fucking psychopath that tried, like, kept trying to say, kept saying that he was going to kill me and, like, break into my room. So I'm really not upset, yeah. but I don't want to look like the weird girl that didn't mourn over her dead brother, so she's just got to, like, play a part. Yeah. And I was like, I think it's similar. It's like there's like an aspect of we have to respect dead people purely because they are dead. 
I mean, probably especially in England, right? Like, I don't know how long ago I was I was watching Downton Abbey and only a hundred years ago, you guys had to wear like six months of mourning clothes. <laughs> yes, yes. Oh my God, like slight, slightly unrelated, sort of on topic. So the Queen, I think I messaged you about this and this is no disrespect to Her Majesty. Mm-hmm. Um, whether you're a royalist or not, I don't think that we should um, make fun of or... Uh, wish anyone dead or wish anyone ill. Unless they make um, McConnell. And I I don't wish that at all. Like I hope she I hope she gets better. But they've um the, they've just reported that the doctors have told her to be in bed rest for two weeks. Yikes. Now what is objectively fascinating about should Her Majesty die, whenever that does happen, mm-hmm. is the impact that that's gonna have on this country mm-hmm. financially and socially. And just like, yeah, because for like for two weeks, the BBC or seven days or 14 days, I can't remember. The BBC cannot play comedy. Oh, yeah. What? All of the. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So um, wait, you all have they, to be sad because the queen is sick. Yeah. Um. The you I don't know if we talked about this, but when her husband died fairly recently, mm-hmm. um, they uh, they cut to like a transition screen because the news was playing at the time. They cut to a transition screen at which point the news presenter swapped out her purple blazer for a black blazer that they have there just in case a royal person dies <laughs> because they cannot they cannot announce the death of a royal unless they're wearing black. That is wild. Financially, because the, we would then have a king because we have um. Fuck me, I've forgotten his name. Philip? Her, no, that's her husband. Um, Arthur? He, he's the one that died. Um, um, Charles. Charles, because we have Charles. I we was would like, have a what king. are generic royalty names? Yeah, literally. Um, <laughs> because we have a king now, we would have to change all of the. Um, <gasps> oh, the coins! Well, the coins, yes, have to have the faces so of monarch on them. So all of our coins would have to change. Luckily, we don't have her own notes anymore. We can have like scientists and stuff. Um, That's so many coins. But we would also have to change... So many coins. We would also have to change all police uniforms. Oh. Because they say Her Majesty's Police. Goodness. I think that's a bit much. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Sorry, I... I I just still can't get over how many coins you guys have because we have... I've noticed you're really clinging to that. We have four coins. I mean, we have one pound, We have, pound, like, some specialty ones, but, like... What do we have? 1p, 2p, 5p, 10p, 20p, 50p, 1 pound, 2 pound. We only have eight. That's double. That's double <laughs> the amount of coins. Like, but at least growing up, are... I was like, I don't know, why do people carry around coin purses? I go to the UK and I'm like, this is why. This is why. <laughs> they need them. We yes. have four. We have one, five, <laughs> ten, and twenty-five. And you guys are like... But they don't have one dollar coins. I'm like, we do. Yeah, but, but that's no what annoys me them. because, like, <laughs> pe- they they'll like charge you like four ninety six once you've got tax done, but you can't give them a penny. Wait, I'm gonna, what? Wait, no. What numbers did you say? I have one. We have one five twenty five and ten. You can make all the change with that. Yeah, you can, but it's difficult. <laughs> Because I remember having to do the maths and it was hard. It's not. Um, it's literally anyway, by fives. Um, <laughs> yeah. I was going to say something I've forgotten. 96 um, oh, is... Yeah. Okay, never. Sorry. Off topic of coins. I'm so sorry to move on from that. Um, there was an entire article that was then removed because they said it was uncouth talking about the Queen's death. 
but there's a whole article about how like royalist or not economically our country cannot afford to continue the monarchy when she dies oh shoot yeah well (laughs) yeah it was a really interesting read i'm sad they took it down me too that's kind of bullshit that they had to take it down yeah well let's continue on so distracted there yeah um so this what question comes from Callum, thank you, Callum. The investigator Hi, Callum. of the downed flight 800 said it was easier to work with severed limbs than intact bodies. Do you agree, and why do you think that is? I am gonna just agree with him because I've never had to work with an yeah. intact <laughs> or severed limb. Um, so I can imagine it would be weird because you can't sort of separate yourself from it. Yeah. When it's an entire human body. Yeah. At least you're just like, right? This is this is an arm. Mm-hmm. This is not a person, it's just an arm. Yeah. But if they're, like, looking at you... Like, oh, we were just talking before we started recording about the medical student who was working away and then realised that yes. the arm had slipped around her waist. That would fuck me up. Yeah. I mean, no one likes a, to find a man's arm around you unexpectedly. Um, An unsolicited cuddle. Yeah. From beyond the grave. Oh, God. <laughs> Very corpse <laughs> oh God. vibes. Um, I wish we had titles for the podcast for the book club <laughs> episodes. That would have been great. Not to toot my own horn, but that was fantastic. It was. <laughs> yeah, no, I would say probably pieces. I don't know. They're both yeah. gross. They're both gross. Yeah. I, I don't think I'd be able to work with cadavers. Yeah, like, it's very weird to be like, I would love to work with severed limbs. Like, honestly, I wouldn't really want to work with either of them. Um, I don't, like, I think it also just depends on the experiment. Like, for, especially for the downed flight, like, those are people who died unexpectedly, who died, there was a lot of them, and they died unexpectedly. But, like, there are things that I feel like are much more dignified when, like, with the shot of Turin, I think he used, he would use severed arms, and, like, recently severed arms. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then like weigh the them down that... to have the weight, like so. There's just an yeah. arm with a weight tied to it, and like that seems really fucked up to do. Yeah, I think that was the weirdest bit is that he was a doctor, and there was a bit where yeah. Mary Roach was like, um, uh, "God, God save the man with a minor ailment on his finger." Like, yeah, because the guy would just be like, "Well, we're gonna have to cut the arm off." Yeah, uh, unrelated. Can I keep it? <laughs> <laughs> A lot of very um, not chill doctors in this book. I mean, they did go over, which was fun because when I went to Edinburgh, there was the ghost bus. And um, yes. they did go over this one of the stories that we covered. Barking hair. Yep. Oh, that, I got so excited when she was talking about that. Because I was like, okay. <laughs> You're like, you know, they used to, We had, um, literally, like, this is how <laughs> close I am to that story, right? Mm-hmm. So before I moved to Edinburgh, I grew up in a little town called Lim- uh, Lime Kilns. Mm-hmm. And beside that, there is a cemetery beside the water. Ooh. That rumor has it. I'm assuming it's true because we all know Birkenhair is real. Like, it's yeah. literally historical fact. Um, they used to sail over from Edinburgh and climb over the wall into the cemetery and steal the fresh bodies out of Charleston, uh, out of Lincoln's cemetery. Oh, dang. Yeah. So that's how I, I heard, I heard Birkenhair, like, when I was, like, five, six years old. Oh, that's fucked up, man. <laughs> and I'm in Edinburgh and there's a fucking pub called Birkenhair and I'm like, why have we called it that? <laughs> I, I say pub, it is a, um, it's a strip strip club. Oh. And I, honestly, I love it. I walk past it. At, like, I've never been in, obviously. Not really my scene. 
Um, but I walk past it and all the women, like the, the ladies, um, <laughs> are outside with their trench coats on having a cigarette. And I'm like, yes, queen. Yes. Makes them pay for it. Love that. Love that. <gasps> oh, oh, unrelated. We'll talk mm-hmm. about it afterwards. Okay. <laughs> um, let's see. We have a lot of questions. We've gone through very few of them. We probably won't I know. I'm them so up. sorry. I'm <laughs> so okay. sorry. Um, I'm so easily distracted today. It's I mean, the no, it's either. The, it's that and like we've gone. This has just been an interesting book for sure. Really? Maybe we need to do a part two. <laughs> Maybe. Um, that would be a first. This book, this question is from Danny. Thank you, Danny. Roach discovers that economics is why we don't regularly eat humans. How gross is that? This is literally horrific. Like, I was saying to Lisa before we recorded, like, I'm so sorry you don't like cannibalism, so we'll make this brief. But, like, A, how fucking grim is it that capitalism, that I think I speak for both of us when I say it's literally the cause of all of our anxiety and depression, literally is the worst thing in the world at the moment because of how bad it's gone. I'm sure in theory it would have worked slightly better than it is now, you know, before the concept of billionaires existed. Before the fact that corporations are people. Literally. Um, How grim is it that that's the only reason we're not cannibals? And then Lisa said, "Only reason." Yes, so Lisa said it's not the only reason, and I said, "Now, literally, like if five hundred years ago, some guy hadn't said, oh, let's let's have a field full of cows because they're cheaper and easier to raise than humans,' would we be shipping humans from other continents like Africa or India because we're white? So, of course, that's where we would get our food." I mean, y'all in like y'all in the UK did definitely eat a lot of mummies back in the day. Yeah, yeah, we did. There's I thought you were going to say of horse mummies because because <laughs> of the Victorians. Um, yeah, apologies. That wasn't that. in this book, but there is a very good. Episode. It was. Oh wait, it was. It was. Sorry, I I must have like just related it when I was like reading it to. Um, there's an episode of Sawbones about that. Yeah, no, I'm sure it was in it. Yeah. You guys are yeah. weird. Yeah, we did a are. lot of weird shit. <laughs> yeah. Because then there, in the chapter, she was talking that um, some people started, like, making fake mummies. Yes! <laughs> making fake mummies. Yes, yeah, sorry. And I was like, if your plan was to eat mummy in the first place, you deserve to eat fake mummy. I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah. Yeah, um, I agree with that one. Yeah. Um, I was going to say something, but I've forgotten. Um, that's okay, because this question comes from Jenna. Roach has oh, examples hi, of people both humanizing and objectifying cadavers to deal with their presence. How do you think you'd, you, which method do you think you'd use? Um, I would definitely have to humanize them. I'd be like, all right, Ken, thanks so much for helping me out with this. Uh, I really appreciate your support. I'm a study buddy, if you will. Like, you know, if I was like a medical student that yeah. was working with dead bodies, I would 100 it'd be like, Ken, study buddy, me and him, we're going to graduate together. That sort of thing. <laughs> um, And I always remember... Going to keep his head for, his, for a cap. I hope so, yeah. Yeah. Slightly grim. Um, <laughs> uh, in the book, she was talking to a medical student who was like... Um, somebody had like um thanked the cadaver. Yeah. Um, when they graduated, and that she thinks about them every time she, you know, uses a scalpel or yeah, whatever. And I was like, it would, it would stick with you. So I think I would do as much as I could to remember, uh, other than you know, with anything other than just, oh, that's a cadaver. Yeah, I mean, I already so. make up stories for people I see, like randos at bars. So I think I would definitely like 
create an entire you, life for this cadaver. You would have no choice, yeah. I'd be like, this yeah, is that's Mary. just how your brain she would go. She was a secretary. Like, <laughs> she had two kids. Yeah. Oh, I wouldn't think about their kids, though. I mean, I, I probably would. I don't know. That would make me feel really sad. And it depends on how old the cadaver is, right? Like, if yeah. it's a grandpa, I would definitely be like, he has 18 grandchildren. Good on <laughs> you, Paul. Like, and they're all happy for him being here. Yes. Um, oh, how grim is it about how, like, there's a shortage of child, child child cadavers? Like, it's not something I ever thought about, that, like, they would need child bodies to, yeah. you know, protect children in, like, car crashes or, like, child, like, car seats for babies when they were, like, yeah. yeah. Um, and the guy was like, we would obviously never ask for it. Yeah. But cadavers have greatly benefited car security for adults. We don't have the same for children, yeah. Fig- figures. I mean, um, good that we have a shortage of child yeah, cadavers. Yeah. Oh yes, definitely <laughs> fantastic. But I just thought, like, the fact that that was raised, I was like, ooh, yeah, ooh. I mean, but it makes complete sense. But like, oh, especially yeah. for young children, like, who is going to be like, yeah, go ahead and test this body for like. As, like for a parent losing a child, I cannot imagine that kind of grief. Yeah, but like, absolutely I can't not. imagine them being okay with them using the cadaver for anything at that point. Yeah, like, uh, yeah, and but also like, who wants to have that conversation with who a wants parent to have that conversation? Just lost a child? Who wants to be that researcher strapping a child's cadaver into a yeah car crash yeah. dummy style? Like, no one wants that. Nobody. But like, um, I, I, it, it makes a lot of sense. Like. I have a book that I've been kind of piecing through just because it is really enraging to read, but it's about like how they don't use women, like female cadavers enough when it comes to car crashes and they don't like test enough for female proportions and women end up getting very like way more injured in a lot of different things. Yeah. But it's also, yeah. So, but it makes complete sense. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm also like part of your argument is that not enough women dead bodies have been used yeah <laughs> <laughs> i'm like what's the solution to this <laughs> yeah <laughs> there's no Kill good more solution women. <laughs> and it's just a grim business all around yeah definitely definitely i mean see this is the thing i don't think i've laughed this much in a book club episode yeah <laughs> so like mary roach is a twisted genius i'm yeah. just gonna put it like that like she's literally made a, a, a the one of a the topic. most grim topics, yeah, yeah, into like a funny discussion. Like it's madness. Well, I mean, I love like it. just even with that cannibalistic story of her in Asia, I was howling. Like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it was when she was like, "Oh, she like explained the full story to the translator in the car." We laughed. We laughed so much we cried. We laughed so hard the taxi driver demanded to know what we were laughing at. When we told him, he laughed too. <laughs> we all laughed. Goodness. Oh no, you've you've frozen. Oh no, he's frozen. Please don't close your audio, cause I'm reconnecting. <laughs> <laughs> I would never. Um. Good. I'm glad. So we're having some technical difficulties, so I think we will skip to probably our last question. Yes, please. Yes, let's do it. This question comes from you, Robbie. (gasps) Yay! (laughs) Did this book change your own plans for burial? So I want you to answer that first. Well... Because I asked it. (laughs) That's fair. Um, 
I I never really considered like I'm already an organ donor. Woo, go me. Um, Same. Yee, go us. Um, I hadn't really been considering having a burial myself. I've always actually before I read this book, I did know about the tree thing, so I was always thinking I'd either want to be a tree or a diamond because like I looked into that and I'm like that's so cool. Because um, <laughs> you're extra AF. <laughs> I am very extra. <laughs> So I think like one of those two is probably the way I'd want to go. Um, hopefully my organs would be useful to someone. Because um, obviously I don't want to die in like a horrific accident. And I don't, I don't want to die in any painful way that would end up making my organs useless. But I don't think I'd want to be like, I definitely wouldn't want to be plastinated unless I was like super hot when I died. And I don't <laughs> think I'm there. <laughs> You've got time. I've we got hope. time. <laughs> <laughs> um, and... I wouldn't mind being like a car crash dummy, honestly. I think like as long as it's for that kind of science that would like protect humans later on, I'd be okay with that. But do you think I they could still what? Sorry, do you think they could still do that if you donated your organs? Like, do you think they just put some weights inside you to? No, add you they out? probably wouldn't be able to do that if you donate yeah, your cause organs because they they'd want to see like, how they rupture with the crash. Yeah, <laughs> they'd want to see how your kidney exploded. Unfortunately, yeah. yeah. So, but I, I don't think I'd want to be, like, one of the... I, I wouldn't want to be, like, chopped into pieces. I don't know. I wouldn't want yeah. to be, like, severely examined by students. Yeah. <laughs> or I wouldn't want... I, I wouldn't want, like, people to do plastic surgery on my face or something. <laughs> I don't know. Um, so, yeah. I have a question yeah. for you. How does organ donation work over in the U.S.? Um, so in, in, Just in terms of, like, applying for it and being an organ donor... Not, like, how they would then get your bodies and stuff. Oh, okay. I was like, I don't know the entire process. Uh, yeah. <laughs> organ donation in the U.S., you just sign up when you get your license or your government ID if you don't have a license. You just say whether you're cool with being an organ donor or not. And is it that is it that vague? Like, just, yes, I want to donate my yep. organs? Cool. So that's what I was hoping for because we in the U.K. have a really weird thing. <laughs> Where you can sign up, mm-hmm. um, so like I've signed up, I'm, I'm an organ donor, donor as well, and it is, it's like, A, no, what's it, the first one is like, um, um, all of my organs, but not my eyes and skin. Oh, okay. Or B, which is whatever you can take off me, basically. And my mum, and I was like, that's so fucking weird that they ask you if you want to donate your eyes and skin as well. Yeah. And my mum was like, oh my God, that's disgusting. Like, I hope you didn't tick that. And I was like, of course I did. And she got really angry. Really? And I was like, mum, why would I need my eyes? I'm dead. Yeah. Um. And then we got into this whole conversation where she was like, but I'd want to like see you as but my boy. But your eyes get jellified pretty Literally. quick. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, but my, my eyes would be closed, blah, blah. And then she found out that I wanted to be cremated. Oh. And she got very annoyed. Interesting. And I don't get it. However, it it's fine now, because now I want to be composted and turned into a tree in her back garden. Hell so. yeah. Um, yeah, I think between burial and cremation, I think cremation is just easier and cleaner. for Because, like, it takes so long for a body to decompose and... Fucking, like, honestly, coffins are so fucking expensive. It's ridiculous. Like, a a classic burial is so expensive. Like, just from living in the U.S., I'm like, why do I have to pay rent when I'm dead? Um, It is a joke. And do you know what else, unrelated, but also annoys me, is inheritance tax. Yeah. So, um, I recently found out... Like, it's double tax money! Anyway. 
Yeah, but I also recently found out that in the UK, um, if you give somebody money and you die within seven years of giving them that money, <gasps> they get inheritance taxed on it. Wow, that's pretty fucked up. Like, what the fuck? Seven years? That's really weird. That Do just they just seems... not want, like, pensioners to help out others? Like, to yeah, Does well, it I work think for it's charities? Because, like, like, if I gave $1,000 to charities and then died two years later, like, do they get well, an no, inheritance tax? Charity, charities are tax exempt. Okay, there you go. <laughs> That's why the church doesn't pay tax. Ugh, we need to tax, especially in the, the US, we need to tax churches. Um, yeah. Um, but yeah, I just couldn't believe it. And it's because people, to avoid um, inheritance tax, like, give their children and grandchildren money when they're old. Do you know what I mean? Oh, you've frozen again. I hope it yeah. comes back soon. Lisa, Lisa G, Lisa G, she's a queen. Shall we wrap it up soon? Yes, I think. <laughs> Excellent. How would you rate this month's book? Five stars. I've never laughed so much. <laughs> About death, anyway. Yeah. Um, I will give it four stars. I thoroughly Ooh. enjoyed it, but definitely parts where I was a bit squippy, though COVID definitely might have colored my opinion because reading it made me dizzy um <laughs> that's fair that's fair but still that's very fair. fun and very informative yes oh amazing so would you like to give me a drum roll before i announce november's book club yes so for november's book club pick we have Ta-da! A Gentleman in Moscow, 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 Moscow by Amor Towels. I'm so sorry if I butchered that <laughs> name. I'll Google. I'll Google how to pronounce it. I'm so sorry, but I am very excited about this. Set in the 1920s, a count loses all of his money. He's been sentenced to house arrest indefinitely, and he's got to live in an attic room. While Russia undergoes decades of tumultuous upheaval, can a life without luxury be the richest of all? <gasps> Money can't buy you happiness. <sighs> Says rich people only. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I'm very excited to read this book. It was recommended to me by my friend Jill, so thank you for that recommendation. Um, and I will be reading it in book form. Yep. So unless you've got Audible, then we won't have like an Audible book, physical book comparison. But we all know that's fine. We don't We don't need to comparison all the time. No. No, we do not. All right. Well, thank you, everyone, Maybe. for joining us. I'm so excited. Yes, me too. Thank you so much for joining us. And until, oh, yeah, we don't do socials on Book Club, do we? No, but you can follow us on all of them. <laughs> yeah, all of them. We're on all of them. Even TikTok. We've not posted anything, but we're on TikTok. I gave Robbie some sounds that he needs to do. <laughs> I don't want you to Maybe I'll do it when I've got eyeliner on Because <gasps> apparently I'm sassy um, Yes. <clears throat> okay guys Thank you for joining us And until next month Keep, keep reading, reading fine <laughs> Could eat some toast right now. <laughs>